When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from Project Life Mastery, and I'm being joined with my brother Andreas right now, which many of you guys have seen on previous videos that we've done together. But today I want to uh, interview my brother about his Amazon FBA business, because as many of you guys know, Andreas uh, has been very successful with publishing books on Amazon, Kindle books, paperback, audiobooks. But he made a transition, uh, I think a few years ago, into also selling on Amazon FBA, yep. and also Shopify too. So. Um, we're going to have a discussion around that. I'm going to ask him a little bit about that and uh, try to add some value to you guys and share a lot of tips and things that he's learned along the way to help you guys with your Amazon business. So thanks for taking the time. Yeah. So first time being in my apartment here first, too, first right? First time. I, I moved out of the city a couple of years ago. And so uh, I, whenever I come back, you're traveling or you got things yeah. going on. So now that you're moving away in a couple of months, <laughs> I get to see the place before, <laughs> before, before you're gone. But yeah, it's beautiful. Awesome. Uh, it's awesome. And many of you guys know the first interview I did with him was at his cabin on the lake. He actually tore down that cabin, built a brand new one that he's been living up yeah. uh, at, and he moved away from the city and everything. So Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been an adventure the last uh, few years for sure. Lots of changes for our family, for me, for you. It's, yeah. it's been pretty exciting. Cool. So uh, Amazon FBA. So you were selling on, you're doing publishing for a few years, had a great success with that. Um, you know, I know you transitioned, you still do that, but you also transitioned to physical products. Correct. So why did you get into that and, and um, what's been that experience like? You know, I, I felt for me, it felt like it was the next step. I kind of waited against, you know, the affiliate marketing, which you're very successful at. And, and looking at other things, people talked about drop shipping and, and, and warehousing and, and all these other different types of things that you can get into. And for me, it just made sense. I had the cash flow from the publishing business and I had started creating a number of different brands within my publishing side of things. So it was really easy to transition uh, 
I had a list that I was growing from the publishing side within those brands. So I knew that if I just kind of went into the physical and started creating some physical products, there were things, there were elements that would, get, that would be a lot easier for me with a physical product, such as the marketing side of things, uh, the fact that I had an audience. Um, I just had to learn a little bit more marketing and the social media side of things. And, but, but I thought that I, had, I could create value really quickly because I already knew what the consumer wanted within those brands. I just create products within those brands. So um, Amazon, I was very familiar with their platform. Uh, the transition's really easy from a you know, KDP account to a seller account. Um, the only differences are things like you know, storage and inventory and, and then dealing with suppliers. So you're a physical product opposed to a virtual product or a digital product. So that was the only real transition, but my background with you know, working the family business, that was really easy. So I just made sense to, to jump into that and uh, kind of knew the path. I started with, you know, with my wife's products first um, because I was busy with the publishing and she wanted to, to, to push some of her products from her big brand. And so we started there and, and you know, just had some great success off the first product and the momentum just kept going from there. Yeah, yeah and you know, FBA, Seller Central is kind of very different than KDP, Kindle Direct Publishing. I mean, yeah. you look at the dashboard and what you can do with KDP, you're so limited, but yeah. the Seller Central, there's so much a lot of data now, that they give you. It's even 2018 lot, from 2015 yeah. or when I started. Uh, it's drastically changed with yeah. you know with all these different options, but the, the gist of it is still the same. You know the the you know and I learned Amazon ads from seller, and now they've got it in KDP. So you know if you do one, it does make things a little bit easier. You know to understand, but yeah, a little bit more technical on the on the seller side, but. Um, you know, I did ASM, so it, it walks you through yeah. pretty straightforward of, you know, how to get a product and, and those yeah. resources. And then I just, you know, I didn't follow ASM to a T just because that's who I am. I, I like to think outside the box and try to You have a lot of the experience, yeah, but if you're a beginner, probably. That's the best route to go. Just like KMM, if you're a beginner, it, that's your foundation. You yeah. go through it, the videos are there, walks you through the whole thing, you can get a product out in 24 hours. Yeah if you write your own book. And ASM's like that too. It, it gives you the shortcut. Yeah, and just to clarify, KMM is K-Money Mastery, which is my course. ASM is Amazing Selling Machine. Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, if you walk through those as, as your beginner, definitely you're, you know, you're going to have success at least implementing. Yeah. Right? There's always, in any business, I mean, there's risks. Like with publishing, the risk is that you spend a lot of time and money creating a book but it doesn't sell because maybe you didn't pick the best niche or yeah. the best market, there's not enough demand exactly. or whatever it is, right? And same thing with physical product. There's more of a risk but if you don't know what you're doing because you've invested in inventory, yeah. like there's way more at it, cost, it's right? A so. more, it's, a, it's a much more intense business, the physical business. Uh, you're definitely putting more eggs in one basket because you know not everybody's going to be able to do two or three products off the hop. Right. And With books you can pump out lots. Books, right? you, you know, it's a cheap investment yeah. from a bit. Like we, we come from a business background, so when we get into the Amazon business and we look at the publishing, it's like, my gosh, this is a business. This is so cheap. Yeah. Like I can fail at this and it's not the end of the world, right? Whereas physical, if you fail, it can it can it can really hurt your confidence, but more importantly, it can really hurt your bank account. Yeah. It's because if you you buy a lot of inventory, you're going to spend months getting it off the ground. You know, you're, there's marketing expenses, and it's not to. I'm not saying all this to intimidate you. I'm just saying that you know yeah. there, there's much more involved. So it's an intense business. That's right? why you got it. 
get a course or some expertise. Yeah, with trying that. to do it yourself. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, to, yeah. I, well, even you. for me, I like and you as well. You were doing publishing for a few years. I was doing online marketing for many years before. Yeah. And I still buy a course. I still yeah. like because for me, like I, there was a lot of logistics. I didn't know how to communicate with suppliers and what to ask them and negotiate with them. And yeah. there's a lot of a lot of things that if you don't like. Uh, there's a lot of mistakes that you can make that can be very costly. Like yeah. I've seen people not when they're doing a giveaway or they're giving you know discount, they don't check a certain box and they you know their <laughs> coupon gets gone. leaked or whatever. And their inventory's <laughs> gone. Like there's there's just little things like that yeah. that you have to know. Otherwise, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. So those programs are really good for making the the technical side of it really easy to understand. Um, but I think the real skill of an entrepreneur is going to come from your ability to not necessarily follow everything to a T at some point to break away from that and have your own value that you're creating because it's, if you want to be an entrepreneur that's going to be a leader one day and then to continue to lead and not looking over your shoulder all the time, then you're going to have to do things different at some point. So you're going to have to learn from someone or something unique that separates you from everyone. Not at the beginning. That you don't always have to do it at the beginning. But at some point, you got to get the confidence. You got to be creative. Yeah. You have to think your own ideas. You can't yeah. just copy what someone else tells yeah. you to do. And then the physical business is is copying. Like I yeah. mean, that's the problem with some some of the programs is that you learn and you go on Amazon and there's like. 50 of the exact same product, product, except someone's yeah. just put a different name, and they're all just competing on price, not value. Yeah. They're not, there's nothing something unique. So when I got into the physical product, I looked at it, and I'm like, okay, I'm not, you know, not going to be able to compete with this person because they already have a brand. They've built it up. So if I want to be able to compete in the same product, I've got to twist it somehow. I've got to you know, create some extra value, and that's where my publishing came in, whereas I could use some of that experience and those products and yeah. bundle them yeah. together as a great marketing yeah. advantage. So your, your two primary niches and brands, right? One that was originally your wife's, her business, right? Yep. And then one that's Mine. yours. How did you decide? Do you mind sharing just a niche? Yeah, so my wife was in essential oils. Uh, she grew a big brand in essential oils for publishing. So she had a pretty big list. Uh, you know, I think it was about eight or 10,000 uh, email lists within her first four or five months. And so she had a massive list, and it just made sense to get into the essential oils. And it, and it wasn't just oils. It was just everything around that kind of niche or category. Um, and we focused on that for about a year. I helped her with that, grow that up. Um, and, and, and she, I think, got to about 10 or 12 products and, and was you know, doing about 40,000, 50,000 uh, a month. And then, uh, and then I started to get into my brand, which was around dogs. And, uh, and built a big uh, following in regards to that in my publishing side of things and just naturally just was fun, so I enjoyed it. So I went into the physical product, uh, primarily anything associated with dogs from accessories to toys to foods and things like that. And, uh, and then I focused all on Amazon, so I kind of stepped away from my wife's business and, and started doing mine, and I got myself up to about 35 products. And then myself, I was got up to about 70 grand. So we had my wife's physical, my physical doing over a hundred grand, doing really well. And, uh, but what happened was, uh, I started to become a target and because I became a leader in some of the areas and, and from my experience, it's almost better to fly under the radar than to be at the top with Amazon in some areas, because even in the publishing, if you become the best book, everybody starts modeling your book. And, uh, if you become the best physical product, everybody starts modeling your physical product. And so, 
Um, and so, so people started copying, which I was okay with because I had a lot of reviews and I was, my sales were strong and I was utilizing Amazon ads. And, but the problem is I had not copyrighted or tr- I trademarked my brand, but not my products. So uh, some of the competitors started copywriting their listings oh, wow. and then putting a, filing a DCMA on, on me yeah. and then getting my listings blocked. And so then I had to go back and forth and fight with him. And so this happened like two or three times within six months. So I kind of looked at it and I'm like, you know, well, I'm kind of at a point now where I've depended on Amazon for publishing. I've depended on it for, for physical product. I think the next step for me is to see what I can do away from Amazon. So I looked into Shopify. Uh, Tatiana, your, 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 your girlfriend, was uh, I, I talked to her a lot. She she had uh, some sources for uh, private uh, fulfillment. Center, yeah. And so I tried that source out and, and just decided, you know what? I'm going to move all my, my brand and leave my wife's so we have that income. And we got publishing income, so I just moved it all. And it was a shock because, you know, I took everything. All, I shipped everything over to the From Amazon's fulfillment centers to a private fulfillment right, center. And I stopped selling on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that income was gone just like that. And, uh, and people were saying, you know, people I coached and, and in the Maverick community the, uh, through the publishing, you know, which I give updates on my progress, you know, they were saying, why'd you do that? Why'd you give up that cash flow? And I just felt that I was ready for that because, I mean, really it wasn't hurting me because I had cash flow from other businesses. Yeah. And so I just decided if I don't, if I don't do it, I'm never going to do it. Yeah. And you also had a list and, and all that you had built. Yeah. I think Amazon's the best place to start. But long-term, as you know, we'll discuss maybe a little bit later, there's a lot of headaches you can deal with them, yeah. right? Because yeah. they don't give you the customer information. You know, they, they, they really value the customer, which is good in some ways, but bad for a lot of sellers because they'll just refund customers and yeah. you have no control over that, right? And, and I was ready for the next level of yeah. everything. Yeah. Like next level of Building a brand is what you focus building on Building a brand. Too, yeah. and, and, you know, the Fulfillment Center had a marketing team and, and this, it was so different than working with, typically VAs that you do yeah. in the publishing. So now all of a sudden I have a social media expert for, for different social media uh, platforms and, and I got SEO optimization expert and I've got trademarkers that, and, and copywriters. So when I got in there, they basically redesigned my whole website and my Shopify and they changed my whole brand, like we rebranded and it was, it was way better, yeah. Yeah. you know, and it was that experience. And so I was ready for that. Um, because I was just doing things a certain way based on ASM and based on what I knew. So I brought, you know, better people in and they took my business to the next level. It's, it's been a grind. Obviously you go from having a a whole audience within Amazon, you know, the traffic to going out now and trying to sell to your traffic, you know, repeatedly and at the same time continue to grow your traffic. But, um, but it's been great because now I've been able to amalgamate my, my, brand in the publishing with my physical all on one Shopify. So it's all there for people. And I had so many products that I create, I was able to create my own affiliate program where people are now selling my physical products. And that's the best way to do it. If you can do it as opposed to promoting someone else's products, because then customers are always coming back to you. Whereas if you're promoting someone else, you might get a chance of losing them. Yeah. Because the value might be greater yeah. there than, than here. There's definitely a lot more you can do when you're not totally dependent on Amazon. Like yeah. just other, I think a lot of, a big mistake people make is, I mean, they start on Amazon, but they just stay there, yeah. right? And they just build their whole business dependent just on Amazon. Yeah. And 
the challenge with that is, I mean, you're still at the mercy of Amazon. You're still so dependent on them. And you can, you know, what happened with you could happen or whatever. But when you actually go outside of Amazon and you build up maybe your Shopify or your WooCommerce store, yeah. then you can get your own affiliate program. You can build your list more. You yeah. can just do so much more marketing. Well, I, and you're, Like I'm partnered with, uh, with rescues. So I've got a number of rescues now that I donate products like animal, to, res- animal rescues. So we've got four or five and we're constantly growing that list. So we're partnering with them. And so they are doing like free social media marketing for us constantly, and and that's the best kind because we're saving, you know, we're we're, we're saving dogs' lives and and contributing that way. And then you know people obviously love stories like that. So you know that's an element that I would have never got, I would have never done on Amazon. Yeah. So when I stepped away, all these new opportunities came up, and I just learned so much more potential and options. You know, I I don't wouldn't recommend it to a newbie to go to the Shopify platform right directly because there's just so much you need to learn and I think you're going to learn your best business on Amazon build your confidence maybe your cash flow even that I even people today you know the the people I work with in coaching they got this fixated number okay when I reach 2,000 I'm going to go to this level when I reach 5,000 I'm going to go to this no no I think what you need to do is just learn and, and learn as much as you can and don't pass on all the opportunities that come. Yeah. Because maybe publishing is not going to be your long-term dream or, yeah. or goal. You know, and for me, I publish still just because it's easy. But I have much more other interests in my life that have come up that I've pursued because I've created those opportunities. So you know, I, think, I think focus on the learning. You know, get into publishing. Go through the process. Publish. You know, learn as much as you can. But... Don't say I got to make a thousand dollars or become an expert in it because maybe you're not going to be happy to be an expert in that yeah, business, yeah. right? Maybe it's not for you. So then you give two years of your life to something that you're not going to really passionate yeah, about. Yeah, there's a really great book called Mastery by Robert Greene, and he talks. He studies all the masteries from Leonardo da Vinci to Charles Darwin, all these different people, Mozart through history, and they've identified every master. They they all go through an apprenticeship phase, yeah. right, where there's an apprentice, and the goal of that phase is not to make money. It's just to learn. Learn as much as you can. Have an open mind. Learn, learn, learn. Yeah. And then you get, to, I mean, you can still make money as you're doing it, but that's not the main focus. Yeah. And I think that's true with anything business or, you know, anything out yeah. there. You're just I trying think, to learn. I think, and I think why, and, I mean, why we have succeeded, and, and maybe that stems from our upbringing, is that we were always put in an environment to learn. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and I don't even think we were put in that environment to learn to accomplish a, a certain amount of money or a certain amount of success, it was just to keep continue to educate ourselves. And and when you do that, when you put yourself in that sort of environment or that sort of mindset, opportunities will come. Yeah. They just do because you're getting smarter, you're getting more experience, more knowledge, yeah. and and things make sense a lot easier to you. So we we worked with our dad in the family business, and we worked you know when we were kids, high school, but we didn't make. You, we didn't make you, anything. You didn't make anything. I eventually did. I didn't make but, anything. We, but for the most part, we were you know, se- you know, severely underpaid and we'd had to contribute to the family, right? Our dad believed. There's labor laws now because of stuff like that, right? So, you know, but in many ways, uh, like our, our dad believed in, the, I guess, the value of, of teaching us, right? Teaching us Throwing business. Throwing you in and, and implementing, not just teaching. He, he wasn't yeah. afraid of, I mean, he, he made us know, he let us know when we screwed up. Yeah. But, you know, he threw us in there and yeah. let us fail. And, and that is so valuable today that I didn't appreciate then, but I definitely appreciate today. So when, when uh, the niches that you picked, how important do you think it is to have a niche that you have some sort of, 
interest or passion in? Because I know you have dogs, you love dogs. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people though, they get into niches, they know nothing about, they don't care anything about, they're just looking at it as an opportunity just to make money from. Yeah. So what's your mindset around that? Yeah, I, I, you know, when I started this business uh, in the publishing side of things, I, I did diversity. I, you know, I have over 1,200 books published. So I've gone across 200, 300 genres or categories. And I just believed in diversity. Uh, when I started the coaching program, the Maverick Coaching Program, I worked with all these people and I said, diversity is the way to go and, you know, publish as many across the board because opportunities will come and you won't be stuck in one niche. Today is very different. Today, I feel that after all the experience that I've gained myself and people I've worked with and now in the physical, I think you're going to have a higher potential of success if you do focus on something that you enjoy because the whole part of being an entrepreneur is a successful entrepreneur is creating value and a unique value. We keep coming back to that word value, value, right? And, and a lot of people don't know how to create value. They, you know, they think it's rocket science, but value is created by the, your ability to add something to it that nobody else can and then to market it. So it's recognized. And I think when you enjoy something and you can talk it to death, like I'm always immerse myself in anything that I do where I drive people crazy because I talk it 24 hours of the day, which is an indication that I'm really passionate about it. It drives everyone else crazy, but I'm I'm immersed in it. And so when you're that way, how can you fail? Mm -hmm. Because you're, you're not only putting yourself in that and immersing yourself in it, you're opening up yourself, your sensories, to just absorbing everything and continuing to learn. And to continuing to implement, you're excited to implement. And failures doesn't really start to bother you yeah. because you have more patience for it. You're more excited. So you got all these attributes that are so valuable. So now I say to everybody, choose maybe two. Don't stick on one, but choose a couple and pursue that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then see what comes from it. But definitely choose something that you, you do enjoy because you're going to be able to add, especially when it comes to like marketing or engagement. Because when you start engaging with people, how are you going to create value? How are you going to have that engagement if you don't know what the topic is about, if you don't know what the product is or or the niches or anything about it? So if you are doing something you love or not even have to love but at least familiar with and willing to learn and to put your time and enjoy, it's going to be so much easier to to, 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 to create that value, right? Yeah. And then also I know you're you're big on building a brand too. Yeah. I think that's something that at first you didn't really need to, but now you do. Business like has now, yeah, long Amazon, term on right. Amazon and everything, you have to. You, it's not enough just to have a product because no. products can change and whatnot. But you actually have to build a relationship with people. You have to build a brand. Yeah, and, and Amazon's looking for that too, right? Because it's getting with Amazon, they're going to continue to evolve their platform, and they're going to continue to want to display the best products and. And they, and, and they are, are repeat business kind of a seller. So they want consumers to keep coming back. And so if you have a brand with a, a series of products and you have a good experience, they'll come back. So Amazon wants to showcase that, right? They want to continue repeat customer. And, and so that makes it easier for them if they have to choose between marketing you or marketing you with 10 products opposed to someone with one, that 10 products is going to get it all the time. You know, they're going to focus on that on their email list. They're going to, you know, Amazon has a lot of pull with SEO optimization for listings that when people do searches on, on Google, they're, they, you know, they're going to they're gonna be able to show your product. So 
I think today and in the future, I think brand is, is yeah. everything yeah. within, not just Amazon, even that'll be a good foundation for you when you step away from Amazon. Yeah, because I mean, even not just for physical products, but I, I think when you have a brand in a certain niche, mm-hmm. you could sell books, you could sell courses, you could yeah. sell, you could do affiliate marketing, you could have your own physical product. There's yeah. many different it's, streams it's of income. It's everywhere. Like I well, invest in markets and yeah. I invest in, in stocks every day. Yeah. And I see the significant branding when I invest in different companies, sure. you know, on their image, their logo, you know, and, and, and because they want investors to feel comfortable investing in their companies. So if they have a brand and it has brand awareness and it has consumer loyalty, then that stock's gonna ha- is not going to have so much volatility. And it's the same in any business, right? So, um, so I think that's, that's definitely the biggest change that I've noticed in the four years I've been online. Yeah. I know one of the, you work with a lot of people. One of the biggest challenges that I see come up, and I'm sure you do as well, is time. Because yeah. a lot of people that are watching this or they want to build a business, they have their nine to five job. They have, you know, you have a family and kids when you started this. You had a renovations business yeah. as well. So you're doing a lot of, you know, that was very time consuming. But, um, you know, time is just a, a constant thing that people only have a certain amount of time that they can dedicate to their business. What do you what do you see as like what do you say to people that are in that circumstance like how can they use that time they have or what's the mindset they got to take on in order for them to build their business while they have their job? Yeah, I I, I think I, I think the key there is that you're going to have to wrap your mind around sacrifice, and and I think that I understand everyone has a job and they can't just jump into the online business and and you know make that their focus. But I know I've worked with enough people, and when I do my follow up to to see if they're getting their tasks done, they're they're not getting it done, and then their reasons will be because they worked at eight to five and and so forth. But you know, for for me as an entrepreneur, I knew that that wasn't going to cut it. If, if I ever wanted to leave the family business, or if I ever didn't want to be in construction the rest of my life, and I wanted to have another business, I I would just have to make choices about sacrifice. So. You know, I cut back on time spent with friends. I cut back on the hobbies. I cut back on the traveling. I cut back on certain things. And I looked at it and I said, it's just short term. I just need to, to just focus. Yeah. And I, I just need to prioritize. And, and I think, honestly, I think everybody can create a business on the side. Yeah. And I've seen people who are working full time, single mom, have kids, and starting a business. So when, I see, when I'm coaching someone who's 21 years old... And they might be in school, they have time. They don't have a yeah, family. Yeah. Or they're, they're working a part-time job. They have time. Yeah. It's about sacrifice. Yeah. And it's about making priorities. I think a lot of people don't understand when they start a business that that becomes a priority. Yeah. You know, if, if you treat it as a hobby, you're going to get hobby results. But if you che- treat it as a priority, you're going to get better results. You're not always going to get the best results because part of business is it takes time. But I think the mindset has to start with understanding sacrifice. You know, <laughs> if we, we, we don't have enough time, but if we sat down and I've done some videos for, for people on this topic of time management and sacrifice, and I mean, I gave up everything. Maybe I went too far yeah. right in, in my life, but you know, it's worked for me. I'm young. I, I have the time now. Sure. So I sacrificed my 20s and part of my 30s so that I can enjoy the rest of my life. Yeah. Not everybody is willing to do that sacrifice and and not a lot of people can do it right away. They've got to gradually go into that. So I think you need to surround yourself with people that I think that would be a key strategy that you could do 
is if you want to be a person that has the ability to you know, wor- work a part-time job and have a career, then surround yourself with people that are doing that. Because good chance if you surround yourself with enough of them, there's going to be someone in there that really impresses you and, and really defines what it means to sacrifice and what it means to find time to run your business on the side from working. Yeah, and just to give you guys an example, so we worked in the family business for many years, and I know you were working nine to five doing physical labor, and you know we both hated it. We did, you know, it wasn't what <laughs> it, our dream it was. <laughs> it was not the most conducive environment. <laughs> and for you, you know, you started getting opportunities on the side where you realized this is not what you want to do long term. Yeah. And you decided, okay, you know what, I'm going to go to school part-time, right? Yeah. And you started going to SF, SFU, I think. Uh, I went to Quantlin College and Quantlin then University. SFU. Yeah. And then also you started making money on the side by doing yeah. some extra construction renovation type work. Yeah. Yeah. I also remember you were living in the warehouse. Yeah. So our dad and the family business, we had a warehouse. Um, construction area would be downstairs. Upstairs would be the showroom and different offices. And that you turn one of the offices into you your bedroom. Yeah. Right, so you're living there, yeah. and that I remember. You know, when I look at the sacrifice you made, that helped me a lot when I was going through um, my journey too. Because I realized I looked at that and I was like, you know what, I, I had to make that sacrifice yeah. too. I realized like I had to do that. Yeah. Do you want to talk like a little bit about that? Like, yeah, what well, made you when you're if you can remember back, like when you're in that point, you yeah. know, you didn't. I'm like, it's almost like. There's so much pain that you just, there's no other option. You had to get out of that situation. Yeah, I mean, I had reached the low point in my life. And, and just to backtrack a bit, I had gone to Europe to clear my thoughts and, and pursue a soccer career and realized really quickly that wasn't for me either. And then came back. And when I came back, I was on a mission to say that, you know, because we were in an environment that we were put to learn and it was okay to fail, but we were being controlled. So we never really stood a chance to become independent under that system that we were there. And so I was, we were failing, but we weren't failing for ourselves. We were kind of failing for the business that we were creating for our father. And so I said, I kind of came, when I came back, I said to myself, you know what, if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail on my terms. So if I'm going to go bankrupt, if I'm going to lose everything, and, and if I'm going to look back at my life and say that I failed, it's because I failed. I made mistakes. I made decisions. And so when I came back, I, I put my foot down and I said, look, I'm going back to school. I don't know. I'm going to go into business because it just makes sense. I have all this business experience. I'm going to get the theoretical part down. I have all the practical experience, and we'll see where it goes. So I came back. I worked in the family business again, uh, and I said, there's no way I'm going to be able to commute from here to where we were living, and I, I needed to save time somewhere. So I said, well, if I take a little room upstairs, I'll save on you know, renting a place close to school or close to the, close to the work. And so I saved money there. I had a place. It sucked being around work all the time. Trust me. There was many days, and I couldn't escape it. So if Dad was having a bad day, he could follow me upstairs, right? <laughs> so I had nowhere to go, right? So, so that, was the, that was the sacrifice that I was making. But I looked at it, and I'm like, well, look, I can finish work, go upstairs and shower, and I can hit the books. And I can get a lot of studying in. And, and I had a hot plate. I didn't even have a kitchen. I, just, I bought one of the hot plates and, uh, and, 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 and that was it. And so <clears throat> I would be able to go to school. And I saved a lot of time for the studying. And so I was going to two, three classes a week doing that. But then work started. I started getting some opportunities for some side jobs. So I'm looking, and I'm like, well, I, I, I was in debt, right? I'd been dragged down by the family business, and it was in huge debt. And so I, I wanted to help 
pay that debt off faster. I figured the sooner I get that debt paid off, the sooner that maybe I can leave the family business and I can go my own way. So I started doing some side jobs, little jobs, tile jobs, paint jobs, whatever I could get do, right? Because, uh, you know, I was making like 20 bucks an hour working for the family at that point. And so now I would go do a paint job and I could make 500 or $1,000 on a weekend, right? And so I thought, okay, well, this is great. It pays for my school. So I started paying my school, didn't have to take any student loans, and started paying off the debt. Well, the jobs got bigger. People liked the work. And so now I'm working Saturday, Sunday, school three nights a week, working for the family, yeah. and I met my girlfriend, yeah. right, my wife now. And it was the last thing I wanted was a relationship, right? I, I remember saying, you know, I'm really not looking for anything because I, I, I have a lot to manage here, yeah. right? And poor girl, she toughed it out. I mean, she got to see the least of me. You know, once a week, that was it. And, uh, and that might have been coming to visit me at the shop or maybe meeting me at school or, you know, inviting me over for a dinner, you know, from 8 to 9 and then I go. Like, it was that tight. Like, my time was tight. Like, I had no time. And, um, and so I, it was hectic, but, but as I started doing that, I really started challenging myself in time management, you know, finding ways that I could, with every minute that I had, I was being productive. It was going to school. It was going to my second, you know, making money on the side or studying or, you know, spending it with, with my girlfriend at the time, keep trying to keep her happy. Um, things started to get easier because I started to get results. The savings started to add up. My grades started to, you know, I started to pass courses. Um, you know, it was good. The relationship got a little better. And so, you know, all of a sudden for the first time in my life, I had all these little, like, little processes yeah. that were building my confidence. And, and I was young, so I was in my 20s, so I had lots of energy. It would be a lot harder now for me, right, with kids and everything. But, yeah. you know, I, was, I, was, I had a lot of energy. And so there was, you know, from coming from an environment where there was not a lot of good things, yeah. Yeah. I, now I was having good things. But I, I found the time. Was I efficient? When I look back, there was a lot of areas I wasn't efficient because I was kind of fly, just flying. I was just going with it. Yeah. And just, you know, I, every minute, I remember, like, I, you know, and you saw this, right? When we, you came and worked for me when, I, when you left the family and business and con- I was doing construction, I couldn't make calls during the day because I'd be working all day in the job site and then and I wouldn't eat my lunch. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't eat all day. And then the time I would eat my lunch would be on the drive home after work. So it would be 4 o'clock, and I'd eat my lunch. But I have to eat it because I don't want Lindsay to know. But, you know, I had to eat it because she would stop making me lunches <laughs> if, if I didn't eat it. So then I eat it, and then I get home. I'm stuffed. I have to get any dinner, yeah. right? But I'd make all my phone calls while I'm eating driving yeah. home. Yeah. And, and that, those things I started to learn yeah. how to utilize. Did I have a life? No. But that was the sacrifice. I understood that... I don't, you know, I have to abandon, and, and I had sat down with my friends, so I wouldn't lose them, and I said, look, guys, I'm going through transition in my life. I want to, I want to build my business. I want to get a degree, education. I, I have a, uh, someone who's making me happy, a partner. I'm, I'm not going to have enough time for hanging out with you guys as much, and I'll do the best I can, but I, you have to understand, it's not, nothing to do with you guys, yeah. and I love your company, but I just need your support right now. Yeah. And I did the same thing with the soccer guys, because soccer was a passion of mine that I committed to. And I just started to make those sacrifices where it got to a point where when, especially when I left the family business, that my priorities was work and school and whatever's left over I put to my partner. Yeah. 
I think you know what part of what allows you to make sacrifices is you have some sort of belief that it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Like you're you're looking, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So you can see, and especially in a business, you might be able to see, okay, well, it's going to be worth it because five years from now I'll be financially set. Yeah. I'll have a certain lifestyle. I'll have all the free time. I'll be able to enjoy my 30s and 40s and beyond. And I right? truly believe that. And part of that was because I surrounded myself with mentors. I had you know, a real estate mentor, I had a construction mentor that you know, were young and living the dream that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and they had been doing it for so long. And, and, and I just listened to them when they told me about sacrifice. And I would ask them, you know, am I sacrificing? You know, I want to do this, you know, and I, I wouldn't be shy. I'd, I'd go to them and I would ask those questions. I mean, my success is, is partly because of that. I had the right people around me. When I got out of our toxic environment, I surrounded myself with people that inspired me and motivated me and, and demanded the most out of me yeah. and said, Andreas, you're fully capable of doing whatever it is you want to do. And I'm going to drive him and challenge you. And they would, they would give me a hard time when I didn't. And I'd want them to. And I appreciate that. And, uh, and so that was a big key, but you're, you're right. I mean, it's going to be hard work. And, and, and I think another part is I didn't look at it. Like I had my overall goal and believed that I'd be young and I'd, I'd have financial freedom and, and everything would work out. I, 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 I believe that, but I didn't dwell on it. I just kind of focused on the small goals at a time. You know, even today when I make an investment, I might buy a stock and it might plummet and go down 10,000. I'm not looking that I'm going to try to make that 10000 back in a day. Yeah. If it goes up 100 bucks, I'm like, because of my experience, I look at it and say, it's up 100 bucks. That's good. It's a good step. You know, because I have patience. As long, I'm just looking for the little things. And it's the sum of those little things and the right attitude that will lead to the big things. Yeah, I think it's just such a great example hearing, because, you know, we hear about sacrifices, but what does that look like? What does that mean? Yeah. So at least you sharing your story and that experience, it gives people that context mm-hmm. for you to look at maybe your life. You know, if you really want to build your business or take, uh, you know, your career to the next level, really looking at and asking yourself, are you making that sacrifice? Are you willing to go through that in order to have that better future and to have that result? Because, you know, we, we can both look back and say it's been worth it, but you have to believe, I think, that for yourself. And there see has that. to be pain somewhere. Yeah. Because that, it, otherwise everyone would have it. Everyone right? would have it. And then, and then the, the bar would be that much higher. You know, to, you know, to be, everyone will say, I want to be a millionaire. But if everyone was a millionaire, then the next step would be, I want to be a billionaire. But if everyone was a billionaire, then it would be a trillionaire. And where does it end? So it, it has, there has to be blood. There has to be pain. There has to be sweat. There has to be anxiety. There has to be stress. There has to be all this. And if you can't accept that, then you're going to have a real hard time reaching your goals. And that's just the reality of it. And, and so I know what it takes to get to where I want to be. And I'm, I'm willing even today when I don't need to, if, if I'm determined, I'm going to do it. And, and that, because of that, because I know what, it's, what sacrifice I have to make and I do it, I've got a very good chance of making it. Right. And so um, but that doesn't happen overnight. It's this isn't sacrifice. We're not talking about for like a week yeah. <laughs> or a month yeah. where this is 15 years of my life. We're talking about yeah. like I left the family business at 23, maybe 10, 12 years. I started to get financial freedom a little bit more in my, my early 30s when I hit 30. But, you know, still until 34, 35, I was grinding. I was yeah. working hard and I was still sacrificing. Today, I'm fortunate. I don't have to sacrifice. I can choose where I want to sacrifice. But I still do today because I'm young and I've got a lot of life to live. And I you know, don't want to give up that, 
that yeah. good habit that I, th- I think either it's deciding are you willing to maybe face that pain early mm-hmm. when you're younger or do you want to face that later because I look at for example a lot of a lot of friends of mine and people that I know that they just want to spend their 20s and yeah. 30s partying having a good fun that's fine to do that but also understand that there's going to be a point where maybe you're going to have a harder time retiring maybe you're yeah. going to have a harder time you know when you have kids and you start a family where you know, both you and your partner both have to work and you're going to have to really budget your finances. You're not going to be able to go on that trip or really yeah. enjoy. So that's kind of the way that I've looked at it is, okay, well, I'd much rather pay the price now and, and be able to enjoy the rest of my life versus enjoy my life now and then yeah. have to spend the rest of my life worrying you, about you, money you and everything. You see it all the time, right? You see people like when I when was in my 20s, I had friends who were getting serious in relationships, moving in, getting married, having kids, but didn't have their life sorted out. Like they had that area sorted out. They knew what they wanted, but jobs, some of them didn't even have jobs. Yeah. And, I'm, and it just blew my mind that how can you make making, what are you going to offer your partner if you can't provide for them or you can't contribute equally to them? And so I had a girlfriend from, you know, I've been with my partner now 18 years and of course, she saw all our friends setting down having kids, and I didn't even propose for five years. I was with her for five years, and, and then we finally got married, and then we waited to have kids because I wanted to sacrifice. I wanted to wait until you know I had a home. I had some savings so I could just give a little bit more, and I wouldn't be so stressed out too and be so consumed in my business that at least I had some time and more. And so I find that if you commit to the wrong things too early, it's really hard. It makes it that much more challenging in the future. Now, I'm not saying to sacrifice every area of your life. You've got to find a balance. Yeah. You've got to find out what's important to you. There's right? just maybe a different phase or stage you have to get into. Yeah. So going back, um, you know, Amazon, what do you see as, how do, how do you, what do you see as the potential, I guess, of the Amazon the industry? FBA? Yeah. Um, I th- obviously, Amazon continues to grow. They're growing at a torrid pace. Um, they continue to go into new markets, new countries. Um, so I think, I think that, that that opportunity is going to be there at, uh, so long as they continue to grow. Um, so I, I think the market is so big and the potential, like even if you don't want to be in the American market, you've got the UK, you've got Europe, you've got you know, India, you got, it just keeps going and going and they just keep entering. Now they're entering into Sweden. So... We're talking about such a large market that I don't see any real issues for the for for the for the short term. Yeah. The long term, at some point, Amazon is. I mean, every business they can't go like this forever. They're going to get to a point. They're going to plateau, and then the growth is going to kind of the curve is going to go a little bit less, and and competition is going to get heavier and heavier. They're growing so much now that I don't think competition is is too much of a factor. If you're doing the right things, uh, um, but I think I think where I think it's a very different today is that there's a lot more expectation. So you have to build a stronger product, yeah. higher yeah. quality product. Um, so it makes means you might have to make a little bit more investment, a lot more marketing than ever before. Not just Amazon ads, yeah. you know, having your own audience, you know, having social media. Um, I, I think at some point. Earlier on, like Amazon takes such a good cut on everything that you, you have to try to find ways to profit more, whether that's self-fulfillment. Um, you you know, got to always basically 
it's an ongoing journey of trying to cut your costs, cut maybe your costs, yeah. ordering more inventory through a supplier, exactly. negotiating the terms of that, yes. and trying to you know save some costs, maybe different fulfillment centers, yes. like things like that, right? Yeah. So it, it, I think I think that is becoming more important. Whereas when I started in 2015, I think you could just put a product out there, and it was much simpler that you didn't even have to be really good at it, yeah. and you could profit from it. Yeah. Whereas today, uh, if you don't have a good product or even customer service, you're not going to have success on Amazon, right? Like you don't have to get the product right off the hop, but if you're getting people feedback, because in physical product, that's a big difference from publishing, is that you have interaction with consumers right away. So there's a whole you know, feedback department. If you're not responding and taking care of the customers, your Amazon's going to delist you. Right, yeah. and they and they, they have high that. standards. For high that. standards yeah. for that. Whereas in publishing, you can neglect the product yeah. and forget about it. Maybe a little bit more passive on that end uh, of things. So um, I think the expectation is higher. So I think that people have to work harder than they once did. I think they have to commit more to it. it, it it's 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 a bigger business now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, and I want to wrap up soon. Um, I'd actually love for you to share this one experience if you're willing to. I think this is one of your earlier products too. It was, uh, I think, a dryer ball. Yeah. And I remember you you had an, an issue with, I think, in Nepal or, or something. Do you, do you remember what that was? Was there like an earthquake then? Or like it was just kind of... I'm trying to remember. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they did have an earthquake. You, you had some sort of, I just remember you had some sort of issue. It just kind of demonstrates like a, a challenge well, I had, that you can go through. I had a few through. issues with the first one. So the first one is my, my advice to you is when you're working with Seller Central and the support, uh, maybe get three opinions because you call one of them and, and they're, they're not all skilled the same. So they'll give you advice on what to do and it could be the wrong advice. So th- someone, for example... Uh, for health and personal care, you have to get approval for your product. And right. So the category is a gated category. Yeah, gated category, and you had to get approval. Yeah. So we called and told them what our product was, and the lady said, you don't need to, to get approval for that because it's not, you know, there's, there's no chemicals, there's no nothing for that, and whatever. So we listened, and we listed it. And so it went up, and we, we were killing it. Like the product was selling like 25 units a day, and we're, we're just cloud nine. And, we, and I was in Hawaii at the time traveling, and then all of a sudden, it's blocked after like 10 days, 20 days. And so we're like, what? So we're on the phone, and the person says, we talked to a different person, obviously. And then they said, well, it is blocked because you didn't get approval for the health and personal care. And we're like, well, we talked to this person. And the person's like, well, do you have an email to prove? So another lesson learned. Any conversation you get, they'll tell you that we're going to follow this up with an email. Tell them what to add in the email. Okay, we had a conversation on this, and you told me, advised me on this, so that you can use And that goes for publishing, too. When you're dealing with CreateSpace, KDP, AC, ACX, the same thing. If you're going to get an email, get that in detail. Get all that detail, detail. So you can at least prove it, if something happens. If something happens. So, uh, so, of course, it took about 21 days to unblock it. We had to, we had to send a product in. They had to check it, get it approved. And, and that really hurt my sales. Like, you know, we, we had a real hard time getting that back up again. Um, another problem we had is lesson learned. Don't ship your first product with sea freight. I tried to save with the sea freight because I bought a big volume, but it takes 30 days. It took for us. It took, it took 60 days because of customs and all the things. So I saved money, but then I couldn't get my product there. And what ended up happening is that 
by the time, like I had ordered it prior to Christmas, like three months prior, trying to get in there before Christmas because that's the best season. Yeah. And of course, because of the delay, it didn't, it, when it got in, I had problems getting it in. And so it just sat there because Amazon was so busy that it sat in a container outside for another 20 days before they finally unloaded it. Yeah. So I had all these problems getting my product because I did sea freight, because I didn't just do the health issue. By error. By error. Always your first product. That's, a, that's where you can save, cut your costs yeah, later. Yeah. Because if you time it right, then you can order your inventory months yeah, in advance yeah. and, then, and then ship it. So those are, and, then, and then when, I got my, when we had to re-inventory the second time around, they had a massive earthquake. So they couldn't do anything. And so I ran out of inventory. Right? Left it too late and ran out of inventory. And don't do that. That's a no-no on Amazon. You run out of inventory, you hurt your rankings big time. And you got to start all over again. So there was a lot of lessons learned on the the first product in in regards to that. But valuable lessons because never had those problems again after that. So just to uh, wrap up, I'll just finish it with one last question. Just final advice that you have for someone that wants to get into this business. And um, and we talked a lot about... The, the sacrifice and everything, but is there anything else that you find people that you work with just uh, the mindset piece mindset or just certain things that can allow them to have that success? at the Yeah. I think the, the, the most important thing in being, I think anything in life is to have a certain, certain kind of mindset. And, and in business, um, I think that mindset is so important psychologically for, for people, for individuals to have success not just financially, but even building confidence, uh, experience, uh, knowledge. You, you have to have the right mindset and the attitude when you're doing a business. And that, of course, revolves around certain attributes like patience and, and um, you know, persistence, being persistent, not giving up, not quitting. Um, but I, I think a lot of people come into it not really prepared to work on the psychology of business. They come into it to just implement and to learn a process and to kind of work like a robot. And, and, uh, and I can tell you right now, it, it doesn't matter how much success you have as an entrepreneur. If you don't have the right mindset, it's going to catch up with you. Okay, it'll burn you out. It'll stress you out. You'll catch anxiety. Um, you know, you won't be able to cope with challenges. Um, and and we've, a lot of businesses have failed. They've got a great product. It skyrockets. And then a year later, they're bankrupt. Because they never worked on the psychology of business, right? The mindset behind it all. So I think if you're going to go into business, I think you got to be prepared to work on, you know, that element of business. You know, personal growth, yeah. um, patience, like reading books, reading books just continuing that. to educate yourself, continuing to surround yourself with people that, you know, are setting a good example of how you should work in business, how you should behave in business. Uh, how you should push yourself in business, you know, all the elements that you need to have success and to sustain success, not just to have success in the short term, but to sustain it. Because another yeah. level of being an entrepreneur is once you make it, what next? Yeah. And that's a whole, maybe we can do another video on that <laughs> one day. But, yeah. but I, I would say be committed to the psychology yeah. of business. Do you have a, a book that you might recommend, a business-type book or self-development book? Oh, gosh. Be? You know what? I, I'm a big fan of, of reading books of, of entrepreneurs that came for nothing and, and had an idea uh, that, you know, the Starbucks book by Steve Schultz. Uh, read the Made in America, Sam Walton. Yes, yeah. fantastic book. One, yeah. 
um, and Walmart, Walmart IKEA. Uh, sorry, not IKEA. Um, Nike, right. the the Nike Phil, lo- Knight, I think. Phil, Phil Knight. I'd really love because they inspire me because they're people that believed in something, sacrificed at all costs, and some of the things, the creative things that they did to get themselves going and to build their confidence. That was to me is the truest form of an entrepreneur. So they they gave me hope and faith that if I just did it my own way, found a way that that I would do it. So I love reading books about I like and they, that. And they've been through way more <laughs> challenges and adversity building their businesses compared to and they've taken yeah and they've taken it to levels got that it we easy now compared to yeah traditional business. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want a business like theirs. There is a lot of responsibility, but you know where they came. Uh, HP Packard, you know. Yeah. Uh, even Jeff Bezos, even, you know, I'm not a big fan of him, but if you read his book, uh, The Everything Store, you know, he worked out of his garage. So, I mean, there's these stories of people that leveraged everything that they ever had and, and gave, and, and they had no lives. They committed to that. And, and they worked and they failed and they worked and they failed and then they got, you know, and then they created luck. You know, part of being business is, is creating luck, but that's working hard. So, uh, read a lot. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So uh, you have you do one on one coaching. Yeah. You've got the Maverick Maverick coaching program. Do you want to share with people a little bit what you provide coaching on if someone wants to reach out for you? Yeah. So uh, I've got a number of programs. Uh, you can go visit it on maverickpublishing.ca.ca. Uh, um, I've got Kindle uh, program um, that focuses on just publishing, trying to become an expert in it, um, and and you can do that at small scale, large scale. I've got a branding program that focuses on kind of putting uh, publishing, physical, uh, affiliate side of things uh, together the best you can. Uh, I got that program. I've got a physical products program, um, and and all of it now is going to be around branding. So whether you do publishing, it's going to be around branding. Whether you do branding, where you put everything together, you know, or physical. And then I've got investing, and I've got a real estate program. I've got. Uh, I've got different levels of investing, whether it's you know small scale and just educating yourself up to uh, what I call daily daily mentoring. I've got some investing uh, people that I'm doing daily coaching, uh, really intense, and then uh, and then real estate. So a number of options for people there. Cool. So if you guys want to learn more about Andreas and his services, go to MaverickPublishing.ca. I'll have a link below to that. But thank you so much for coming. No worries, man. It's a joy. Sharing this. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. Take it easy. Hey, I just want to say thanks again for watching this video. And if you want to get started to build your own online business on Amazon, then I'd love to give you some free video training that I put together that shares with you more about this process and more in-depth, step-by-step, how you can get started to build your own online business on Amazon to create whatever kind of internet lifestyle that you want for yourself. So to get access to this free video training, all you got to do is just go to www dot projectlifemastery.com slash fba okay projectlifemastery.com slash fba fba as in fulfillment by amazon and i also have a link uh, in the description of this video as well that you can click on head on over to that page all you got to do is just put in your name and your email address 
and then check your email inbox and then right away I'll send you uh, some valuable videos and resources to help you get started, learn more about this and guide you in that right direction and then you'll get uh, a few more emails from me uh, over the next few weeks. I just don't want to overwhelm you too much right away uh, but I'm not going to spam you or anything like that. I want to make sure that I provide some awesome high quality free content that can help you build your own online business on Amazon. So thanks again for watching and I'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.